This episode of Horror Movie Talk brought to you by Costco Meatballs. I don't know, maybe we should just do Costco Meatballs and Rice. For when dinner comes around and you're barely more ambitious than sandwiches, buy Costco Meatballs in the frozen aisle of Costco today. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk, the horror movie podcast where two schlubby guys talk about spoopy movies with your hosts, Bryce Hansen, the cool, collected nihilist, and David Day, a public urinator who is always right. Hey! This is a podcast for lovers of horror movies, old and new, who want to hear about what's in theaters, what's streaming, fresh takes on old classics, and terrible movies that are bad enough to be good. I'm Bryce Hansen. And I'm David Day, and I'll have you know, I, <laughs> Bryce changed the intro on this, and I was not made aware until until I heard it. I don't appreciate that. It's true, though. I mean, just because it's true doesn't mean I mean doesn't mean it's got to be part of my intro. <sighs> you disgust me. <laughs> look, man. <laughs> look, any red-blooded American male. Who says that that they're either who says that they don't pee in public is either is either a liar or they're uh, they're right. a liar. Right. No, I I admit I'll I'll pee in public, but we're talking about like campsite on a tree, hidden. Tell the audience about your public urination. Look, the details. I don't want. I'm not going to be pinned to a cross here. <laughs> How close was the closest person while you publicly urinated? They knew about it and were laughing about it, all of them, because I was surrounded by my friends at a, at a Slayer concert, <laughs> where I can't think of a more appropriate place to be in public than a Slayer concert. So, And the, the, only, uh, the only... Oh, God damn it. I can't believe this is happening on the, on the pod. I mean, I guess I should have known that it was coming up. I just forgot. I did know that it was coming. Look, I had 88 ounces of beer in me at this point, and it hit me like a ton of bricks in the middle of Lamb of God, and, you know, jokers to the left of me, clowns to the right, I couldn't get out of there. And furthermore, I wasn't going to miss Omerta, so there you go. Middle of, middle of the Lamb of God set. I just got down on my knees, you know, whipped it out. Let, let her let her go. Look, my friends were in front of me. They were downhill from the stream. <laughs> they were blockading it, this, making sure that other passersbys didn't didn't uh, you know. So you you sullied their shoes first, is what you're saying, right? So I, you leave out that this isn't a venue, this seated venue, which made which made getting out much harder. Mm. That's Be- true because you're you're boxed in by huge. Heaping Slayer fans who are like skinheads. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to lie and say that there weren't skinheads there. It's a small sub subsection of of Slayer fans that Slayer's probably not too proud about. No one should be proud about it. But yeah, they were probably there. That's right. I'm just giving them a hard time. Yeah. Thank That's you. a question to the audience. How, what's your worst public urination story? That's try, try to beat. <laughs> Look among the masses. I can't think of a more. Venue. I it would be it would be disrespectful not to. <laughs> All right. So today we're. Oh yeah. First of all, let's just give a couple plugs. Our website is horrormovietalk.com. Uh, you can also find us on social media. We're most active on Facebook. We're also on Twitter and Instagram. Let us know if we should be more active in one of those, if you would like. If that's your preferred method of social media. Yeah. We post 
episodes every Wednesday of Horror Movie Talk. This is new. We're moving to a weekly format. Uh, we've got a couple episodes in the bag. They're just waiting in the wings. And a bunch of new horror movies coming out um, in advance of Halloween. So we're trying to up the the schedule. Please subscribe and leave a review of our podcast on iTunes. It helps us out a lot and helps with the uh, visibility of the podcast. So today we're going to be talking about The Little Stranger. And how we'll go over the episode is, first off, we'll give an overview of the movie and a review and a score. Um, I've gotten a lot of feedback about wanting specifics about what our scoring system is. It's 1 to 10, 1 being just a miserable dredge to get through, 5 being average, it hits all the marks, it's just an average movie. It's acceptable. It's not fantastic. Doesn't it's make you, just normal. Doesn't make you angry. Just makes you feel. Eh. Yep, I saw a movie. And then ten being just absolutely fantastic, just best movie of the year type quality, um, transcends the genre. So a couple examples of tens, recent tens: The Witch, um, Hereditary. For me, yeah, we're gonna be doing an episode but- on that. These are these are recent tens, and so like the witch probably a recent ten that will be a little bit more forgotten. It will probably die down in my memory right. as time goes on. It's a fantastic movie, but it won't. I don't think it will be. Yeah, an Exorcist. Yeah, I mean they're not necessarily the most popular, but if you watch them, it, it would just be hard to disagree that. They're, yeah. they're not great movies. Long-standing tens are like Psycho, The Exorcist. Right. Jaws. Fives. The most recent five was The Meg, our yeah. last episode. Mm-hmm. Just popcorn movie. You can't... It's not good, not bad. Yeah, it's just there. And then we'll... Um... Yeah, thanks to Mark for the feedback on... Uh, a lot of people seem to be very interested in the scoring system, which is interesting to me. Um but, right, you know, if you want to know more about, if you want us to do something different about it or add to it, let us know. It's right. Um, I think in, in general we don't get excited easily. So if we, if it's above a five, then that's probably a pretty dang good movie. It's worth worth seeing. I mean, I think fives are worth seeing because I like movies. Yeah. Yeah, well, but I think you, twos are worse. I think because <laughs> I love terrible movies too. But I, I think for the most part. Uh, stuff's around a five or maybe a little less or a little more. Yeah. Yeah. I think in general, um, neither of us is terribly, uh, swayed. You know, we, we don't have a lot of energy one where we're pretty, pretty neutral going into and coming out of, uh, movies. Right. Uh, later we'll be doing a couple bits. We'll do taglines where we replace the movie's taglines with something that we think is more appropriate. We'll be talking about what's going on on our Facebook page and a little bit of horror movie news today. Uh, mostly talking about trailers and what we're excited about. Thanks again for listening and let's get into the show. So we went to see The Little Stranger. And if you love horror movies, but wish they were more like The Remains of the Day, starring Anthony Hopkins, then this is the movie for you. What's The Remains of the Day? (laughs) If anyone's seen Remains of the Day, that will be a hilarious joke. Okay. 
Here's the trailer. Of the little stranger. Not remains of the day. The first time I saw Hundreds Hall was July 1919. Nothing could have prepared me for the spell it cast. When I saw the house again 30 years later, I could hardly comprehend the change in the place. Why don't you tell me what's going on? You wouldn't believe me. Mother, this is Dr. Faraday. How did you find the patient? A little under the weather. It's war shock. They brought Caroline home to nurse him. I've heard they were troubled. Very hush hush about it. A long time ago. Who's the child here? What are you doing here? Susan died before I was born. There's something evil in this house. That's nonsense. Betty, what are you doing here? You rang for me, miss. I did not. Well, Mrs. Ayres was upstairs. Rang itself. Did it? What is all the noise? Displaying tricks. Susan is a memory. It can all be explained. How innocent you are. I'm worried, Doctor. Last night he said he could smell smoke. I couldn't smell anything. His delusions seemed almost contagious. Someone's playing games. People are capable. Of nasty impulses. There's something in this house that hates us. You do not belong here. Oh, yes. There'll be tricks tonight. What happened next? This is a mystery to me. The Little Stranger can be found in theaters right now. Uh, if you're confused about hearing about this movie that you haven't heard about it and you're a horror movie fan, I guess I wouldn't be that surprised. It's barely a horror movie. <laughs> well, this is a great example of a trailer that, that I saw many times in horror movies. You know, it was, uh-huh. it, it was targeted at horror movie fans. So I saw the trailer for this in, you know, in other horror movies. And, right. and it sells itself as a horror movie very much. Yeah. The trailer is not what the movie is. Right. Uh, the Little Stranger is about Dr. Faraday, played by Dom Nall, Dom Nall Gleason. The, uh, what's his name? Hux from Star Wars yeah. and many other movies. If you've seen a redhead man in a movie in the past 10 years, it's been Dom Nall Gleason. Uh plays an English country doctor that starts making calls to an estate of the wealthy heirs family. The estate is called Hundreds Hall. Think Downton Abbey, but sadder. Dr. Faraday has a history with the estate as his mother used to work as a housemaid there. Nowadays, the estate is a rundown shadow of its former self, and it's only inhabited by the eligible bachelorette Caroline Ayers, played by Ruth Wilson. 
her horrifically battle-scarred brother Roderick, played by Will Poulter, her mother, played by Charlotte Rampling, and the lone housemaid, Betty. Um, but are they the only heirs living there? We slowly find out that the house is haunted, kind of, sort of. And then the movie ends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's left up to debate, to debate whether... I mean, I was confused whether it was even haunted, because it okay. really doesn't sell it at lot, all. I have a lot of theories um, on this. So before we get into spoilers and talking about the details of the plot and what we liked and didn't like, um, just want to give a quick review. Uh, it was a slow movie. I mean, it could only be generously defined as a horror movie. It's about 5% horror movie. Yeah. And... It's slight. It's like a, like if a '90s family sitcom did a horror episode. Yeah, it would be about that much. Yeah, scary material. It's less scary than, or maybe as scary as a tree as a Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. Right episode. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, even even Treehouse of Horror would maybe so, like the later Treehouse of Horrors where they just get into, yeah, kind of just more. Uh, taboo subjects and not actual horror right american horror story is leaps and bounds scarier than this um it's slightly interesting because of the human drama but the scares fall flat i give it a score four out of ten see i for me this is a five because it's it's interesting enough on its own you know it it wasn't uh it wasn't offensive at any point it was just a little confusing because I thought we were, you know, because we're a horror movie podcast and we were there. <laughs> and so I was like, what the? Well, Who else was in the theater with us? Old people. Lots of old people. Yeah. They were gearing up for a period piece, which this was. Yeah. More so than a horror movie. They were like, oh, how quaint. You know, it was kind of that. So what score did you did you say a score? I would give it a five personally. Five. It it wasn't up. It wasn't terribly. It wasn't bad. Like it was not a bad movie to me. But I can see how a four would would be where you're going with it. I'll tell you what. It made me think a lot. You know, it, we did talk about it after the movie, and I was interested enough to kind of look a little bit deeper right. after, afterward. Yeah, it did inspire discussion, but it's. My question is: Is it did it inspire discussion because it wasn't effective, or did it inspire discussion because it was Accurate. cheap? Yeah. Or did it inspire discussion because it was actually thought provoking? I'll tell you what: it was beautiful. Yeah, it was true. Like the the scenery and the location filming, and like all the seasons, and like the house itself. Wow, all of and it very pretty. Domnall's Domhnall Gleeson's hairline was oh, fascinating. I mean, lots of lots of hero shots of his the back of his head. Yeah, <laughs> and it is exquisite craftsmanship of whoever did his hair. Yeah, uh, it reminded me of your hair. Yeah, often. Oh. Yeah, because because it's so like quaff. <laughs> You know, it it is very clearly has the comb marks in it, and uh, 
And uh, your hair does that. You you very free. I mean, it's obvious that you comb your hair and care about how it looks when you leave your house. <laughs> yes, I comb my hair. Right. I have I have rolled out of bed and walked into the every day of of my life since I was twelve. Yeah, I'd say I stopped combing my hair at twelve, and then, but people like Domnall and Bryce are keeping you know keeping it suave. Right. Well, I mean, it's different hair types. If I rolled out of bed, you would definitely be able to tell. Yeah, with, with it, your hair, I mean, there's nothing to be done. Yeah. It's it's just does the, it's just what it is. Have it just gets poofier. Out, have you ever grown out a fro? Could you do a fro if I you could, wanted to? I could do a fro. Um, it gets heavy. It's really, it's not fine enough to to mm. to do a fro. It, it, you know, at about three inches, you can do a decent fro, and then past that, it's just uh, it's just going to get greasy and 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 weighed down. It's going to look like um, you know, it's going to look like a a kind of gross mat of grease. All right, well, let's get into spoilers. Spoilers. Yay! 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 <laughs> uh, okay. So, I I think to start out with this movie about how it's barely a horror movie or confusing, like, yeah. Who it's who it's targeted to? I think the most telling thing is the previews that they showed before the movie. Yeah, what were they? Like, it jumped between horror movies, like legit horror movies, and gosh, I can't remember the other ones, but they're they were just regular like, dramas, drama or period piece movies. Yeah, it, it was just hard to know what the audience for this movie was yeah looking at the looking at the theater it was a lot of old people and it was probably i don't know how old they people heard. That, i mean i it's the people that don't know what movies are out they look at the newspaper and they're like what's playing and they don't want to see the meg hmm. they don't want to see a superhero movie right and they're like oh oh this is about 1950s it, 40s 40s F- felt no, it wasn't forties. Was it before the war? I th- felt like I it was think the fifties. No, I think it said it was in the forties. Okay, oh, I'll buy either one of those around that time. Right. It wasn't during the war. No. Uh, so, but yeah, it it was it was confused about. I was confused about who it was for. Afterwards, it was very very English. Going into it, yes, it was very English. Going into it, I was sure that it was a horror movie. And then about 50 minutes through, I turned to Bryce with earnest, you know, with earnest concern and said, is this a horror movie? Yeah. Are we supposed to be in here? Are we supposed to be here? Like, I was it, I was legitimately confused, and I I had a little bit of that, um, you know that, you know that disorientation that hits you after watching nine trailers before a movie, right. and you go, where am I? What, what movie are we seeing? What is happening? <laughs> That hit me about fifty minutes through, and I and I became alarmed and worried that like we were seeing the wrong movie or something like that. That experience was interesting and new <laughs> to yeah. happen halfway through a movie, right? Yeah. When I say it's very English, I I think it is a very English style scary story, mm-hmm. like um, 
um, a Christmas Carol. Like te- oh, technically, yes, that's, that's a ghost story. Yeah, um, no, that's a good point. That's it's very. It does not dwell on the dread of the supernatural. It's just kind of incidental. Yeah, incidental dread. Right. Um. That being said. That's a really good point. And I, yeah, I, I would say that this is a, an English, an English feeling horror movie. Right. Yeah. Um, so the movie starts out, it's kind of a flashback of this Dr. Faraday character when he's a child and he's visiting, visiting Hundreds Hall and he does not feel, um, I mean, he's, he's not one of these wealthy people and he's out of place and by happenstance he's able to kind of wander around the the halls of hundreds hall i don't know do they have a hundred halls in hundreds hall maybe maybe that's why it's named i don't know man it was a huge house it was three or four stories of and palatial right and uh the main thing is that he feels out of place um when they take a picture some you know girl that suki suki from uh the heirs family stands right in front of him so he can't be seen in the photograph and i guess that makes him sad um and then sad slash mad mad yeah, sad later in the movie it's revealed that dun 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 he steals a little acorn from a frame yeah from a from a like a mirror frame like right. a wooden mirror frame that has like a bunch of like carved like beautiful acorns and leaves and stuff he like walks up and snaps off an acorn yeah a lot of a lot of intent is is placed on that snap like that snap is the snap heard around this movie yeah yeah and the, the sound effect of the snap is used over and over again of just Pop! Yeah. Ooh, sorry, I didn't mean it. <laughs> I messed up the. Um, so w- that's that's like one of the things that was confusing to me is what is the motivation of Faraday and how much significance does that have on the current day Faraday and his mindset? Yeah, they did a real bad job of conveying that because as it turned out, it's very important. This right. is one of those movies that's like. That's very sixth sensey, mm-hmm. you know. It's like, well, let's go through the whole movie, and uh, and then we'll tell you that there's a twist, right? But there's no, but not actually tell you what the twist is. But not ac- yeah, but not actually tell you what the twist is, and also like make make you completely guess. Like there's there's no feeling throughout that yeah, there's so going to be a twist. Kind of kind of what it's setting up throughout the whole movie. I mean. Just like any period piece, it's a lot about the class system. It's a lot about yeah people living in these palatial estates that have hordes of of servants. servants and how disconnected they are from everyone else and then the working class or the poor that look up to these people in these estates and, and wish that they could live there. So a good portion of the movie is about faraday having that experience and now being a respectable doctor that's being brought into this life yeah into kind of their family so that is a significant theme 
but I don't know if that is the theme, <laughs> you know, because at the end of the movie, it could either be, yeah, spooky stuff happened, but it, I mean, my prediction about the middle of the movie was, oh, this is going to be a switch where it's just Faraday making all these bad things happen, and it's going to, like, do flashbacks to each of these moments showing how he set it up to happen because yeah. he's... he's uh, He's ambitious, and he keeps trying to insert himself in into the life. It first starts out as like he is kind of interested, and he's called there, and you know he has a history, so he's got a little bit of baggage. But by the end of it, he's really trying to assert himself into their life and like make decisions for this family that he isn't really a part of. But right, it becomes it becomes more evident, and you know. You mentioned, uh, you know, there, there's an opportunity at the end of this moon, movie for them to, yeah, draw all the, connect the dots for you, yeah. right? To give you a flashback of every instance that happened and give a reason for this this apparent supernatural supernatural entity that's moving through the house actually ending up being Faraday. Right. But they don't do that. Now, this is a, this is... A, a part about movies that I can sometimes appreciate, right? I like it when movies don't hold my hand and let me work things out. It's one of the things I like about um, Prometheus a lot. You know, it doesn't hold your hand. It leaves it a lot of it up to you to determine to 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 go back through other movies and go, oh yeah, there's a connection here, there's a connection there. Yeah, I mean, I was listening to NPR the other day. Uh, not to be too snooty, but we're reviewing The Little Stranger, so it seems apropos. But on NPR, they're interviewing this uh, composer that was doing a thing with Oregon Symphony. And he described uh, ambiguity as... Because his... Um, ambiguity? His, his oh, symphony, ambiguity in movies? In in art. Okay. Because he was, he was um, commissioned to write this piece on homelessness. Mm. And Oregon Symphony was... Um, playing it and they're trying to ask him you know the meaning behind stuff and and he was really hesitant to kind of describe it and describe what he was what he meant by stuff and a lot of the the early um, movements were very avant-garde and and whatever and then there's kind of stuff that was very tongue-in-cheek but you know one of the things he said was that in any art form it's important to have some level of ambiguity especially in in great art yeah having a level of ambiguity and and yeah i i too love that that it does movies that don't hold your hand and let oh, you yeah. just experience it and you have to draw your own conclusions it's the best it. it's a mental puzzle that you you get that they give to you and then you get to unravel it's one of the things that makes a movie or any yeah like you say any piece of art great right now with that being said there was almost too much left unanswered right. in this movie. Yeah, I'm I'm left like wondering is is the ambiguity earned or is it accidental? Accidental. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Accidental ambiguity. Or is it or is it they just don't know how to tie things together or convey what they want to convey and then at the end they're just like 
I, th- uh, I think whatever was, you think. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with like. I'm gonna lean a little bit after having done some homework, and that's important to to mention because the movie interested me enough to go and do homework afterward. Right. right. So there's something there. Um, but after doing some homework, I started piecing together even more parts of the puzzle and going, oh, this wasn't as, this was more intentional than I thought. Like I, like leaving the movie, I was confused. I was a little bit like, what was that about? Like, and what about this and that? But look, if you look at the poster for the movie, it's the, the whole, the whole answer is right. Is right in the poster even. Which is, which is. Um, what's, what's his name? His strange name? Faraday? Yeah, Faraday, but what's his? Oh, Domnall. Domnall. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, it's like a side portrait of him. Only, only like the, only the important part of his face has like fallen off. Uh It, It like, as if he were a statue that had been carved of stone and, and the important parts of the stone had, had been had had been weathered by time and had come off. Right. Well, it was like a it's like a oil painting with mm-hmm. the canvas falling off of, from disrepair or whatever. Something like that. Yeah. I think there's a few different ones. Yeah. But in any case, it made it clear that this man is falling apart. It is it is him who who is the broken one. It's not the you know, you can draw a lot of conclusions just from looking at that poster after having watched the movie and right. and go, oh, oh it, it, this is very intentionally him. And it's just that and and to be fair to them at the end, it it really points the finger at him. Yeah, it albeit it, confusingly, but yeah, it does because there's uh, like I said, I, I predicted that they're going to just place it all on Faraday. But then I go back and and think about some of the stuff that happens, and I don't think that he could do that. But yeah, I, I think the answers are in there. Let's just go over kind of the the bad things that happen in the movie real quick. So these are. It starts out. Um, oh yeah, man! It starts out and. Um, really stuff starts going wrong during this one party that they have and they haven't had any kind of um gathering gathering at this house for a very long time because it's in ill repair and they're just kind of like stapling stuff together to make it presentable for just a couple people showing up yeah and the party is attended by the whole heirs family minus roderick because he's kind of going he's having anxiety issues roderick is the battle scarred just horrifically scarred uh veteran um that young veteran. Burn, burns over like good 50 percent 90 percent of his body or something yeah like both of his legs are probably just completely mangled oh yeah and he has, his face is yeah, yeah good makeup on him yeah great great makeup on on him great acting too. yeah um and so he's not wanting to come to the party and he says some foreboding things like i've got a bad feeling and you know going to faraday and saying don't you don't you feel that basically and then during the party um i don't know her name but i'll call her Veruca salt because she was just like <laughs> the little the little girl the who little was spoiled a... girl that their parents are making a point of not having any rules whatsoever because it might cause neuroses <laughs> they're a guest she's a guest in this house right 
And I believe she's the only young child yeah. in the house at this point. Um, she is very during this party uh, fixated on the family dog, which is an old like is it a Rottweiler? Lab. No, it's a lab. Black, big fat lab. Black lab. And she kind of follows it behind this curtain, and they're playing around. And then she gets viciously mauled by the dog. And so you're like, okay. Yeah. Roderick, Roderick was right. He, you know, foretold a yeah. bad happening. So that's the first thing See, that, that happens. And then uh, later in the movie, let's just go through these real yeah, quick. Yeah, just, yeah, No, um, I'm, I'm with you. Things. I'm with you. I just find myself drawing connections as we speak. Right. Like, or, and not also, like right. being more confused. <laughs> right. Um, Roderick later... He's in his study or in his office. It's like his room. Yeah. It's basically his bedroom and his office. And he's yelling at the wall or something like that. And then we get a brief shot showing that the bookcase is going up in flames. It's a, It seems like a dream almost. Yeah. Like he's watching it happen, but it's not happening. Like it's happening for him and no one else kind and of. Yeah, it's portrayed as spontaneous combustion, basically. Yeah, like like the house is, you know, like the house is out to get him. Right. And and I think he says something to that effect that you know I, the house is too wrong. much for me. Yeah. I can't take I can't take it. And uh, so Roderick gets committed by Doctor Faraday, or Doctor Faraday brings in a psychiatric a psychiatric doctor, and Roderick gets carted away to the loony bin. And then, by the way, it should be noted that Roderick was was in the process of selling the property and the house. Right. And and so as he is ramping up his efforts to sell the house. Well, he's not selling the house yet, but he is selling the property to get some money. Right. But he's selling very important property as opposed to like the scrub that he initially wanted to. Right. And and right before he's getting committed, he had sold the house. He said he said, oh, it's it's almost done. Like, I almost have this shit gone. Oh, I missed that part. Like we're like this house is almost gone from us and we don't have to worry about and right then he gets committed by faraday right but it wasn't it wasn't insidious at all when it happened really it was just like yeah the guy's i mean look at him he's he's got ptsd he's seeing fire he's all scarred up right um the next weird thing that happens is they start hearing some things around the house um a lot of what's in the trailer um is in the next part and they see little scratches of um this dead daughter's name so the daughter that blocked faraday's way in that photo um later that day ended up dead later the day so way back when when faraday was young and just visiting the house right yeah later that day this this little girl who was the family's first daughter died and i believe that was the Beginning of the end for this unfortunate family. That was a right. ser- the first in a series of many unfortunate events that led to this house and the property needing to be sold just so that they can get... But this once prosperous family can make ends meet. So these mysterious uh, scratches and, and lettering starts appearing and it showed that it's um, the name Sookie is doing it and they're, the mother is kind of freaking out and... You know, they're just assuming that this ghost is here. And so fast forward, Mother, um, she's walking with Faraday. And this is the this is the one part. This is the one 
supernatural thing that I can't, that I couldn't say they could go back and say Faraday set this up. Um, they're walking along and then all of a sudden, uh, lady airs or Mrs. Ayers, the mom, the mom started getting scratched on her skin underneath her clothing. These, well, just scratched enough to bleed yeah. through, through her clothing. And then later she, um, commits suicide with a shattered picture frame. Yeah. And it's all kind of insinuated that she's being driven insane by this. Yeah, that she's being haunted by a poltergeist or something. Yeah. And then finally, the finale, or should we wait? Now, before that, I just want to point out the other thing you can't attach to Faraday in any way, shape, or form, as far as I can tell, is the dog attacking that little girl in the party. That first point you brought up. Yeah. The dog attacks her, it, and it's like an alarming sound, and, you know, it's like a it's it's like a spooky sound along with a dog growling and, and mauling this little girl. But it's also, that's that's one of those that I would attribute to, that could just be a regular Happenstance. occurrence. Yeah. So anything, anything that's supposedly supernatural could be said to be naturally occurring so the dog attacking a girl that's probably sticking her finger up its ass dogs dogs attack kids. dogs do that that's even, what they even do. old dogs and the fire in the study you, all you got to do is show roderick lighting a match in a in a flashback and that's perfectly normal yeah you know um lady airs committing suicide i mean you know people he, commit suicide people commit suicide yeah like I said, the one thing that just doesn't make any sense is that the scratches spontaneously appearing yeah. on her skin. That's like the only one that couldn't be retconned to me. Yeah, everything else can definitely and does does get a, a decent enough explanation. So they're, they do make What about a, the bells ringing? Oh, the bells. Well, they even say that in the scene where yeah, but it's, that's, oh, it's just mice. Yeah, but that's that's like the, the the point of the movie that the trailer hung its hat on. Like it was like ding, 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 ding. Shows these bells, you know, these servant bells showing all these different rooms asking for attention. There's nobody in the house. Right. But then, like, you, so you're like, when when the bells are ringing, you're like, okay, here comes the spook. Gonna get spooky. And, and, and then they just... They, they just open a door and they're like, oh, there's five, mice in there. They could have drawn it out a little bit. <laughs> they just open a drawer and they're like, oh, yeah, mice. They're pulling yeah. on all the strings. And it's like, that was so, god damn it, that's lame. <laughs> you could have made it spooky. So they do make a point of mentioning poltergeist. Um, Faraday yeah. talks about the theories of you know, a conscious and subconscious mind that's separate from you. And, you know, the doctor that he's talking to is like, well, what you're talking about is a poltergeist. And he's like, well, maybe, you know. So that, that must, he's talking about how this insanity that's in this family and this house is catching and that he himself feels like he's starting to believe weird stuff is going on and that it's not explainable. And, so they kind of hand that to you that poltergeist is a thing, and so that is possibly key to interpret the movie. I think it is either it's either the dead girl haunting the house, or it's Faraday acting as kind of like a Carrie type situation poltergeist making things happen around him. 
Yeah. Because of his intention. So it's made pretty clear that Faraday wants into this life. And when things happen that threaten that, um, they bad, must be bad things happen yeah. after that. Right. So Roderick, you know, is going to sell off some of the property. And he's like, no, you can't do that. We got to stop that. Like Faraday is all of a sudden very, very, um, yeah, concerned about the property itself and he's and he's as just I'm, their doctor as i'm thinking about it there's also that part where roderick had sold a piece of the property and there's work being done on that piece of the property by construction workers to build mm-hmm. like um housing for low-income people or right. or something to or that just, extent just normal people but they're low-income people right <laughs> by comparison uh but but if you recall like one of those workers got really deathly ill right Oh, and I it had to slow that. down and stop construction. Huh. I forgot all about that. I just, I re- I'm even, just remembering it now. I didn't even notice that attachment, that relation. Yeah, but you're right. As you said, you know, anything that threatens the, the, the sanctity of this house falling into Faraday's right. hands ends up poorly. Right. And, you know, he's a doctor, so he is trusted in this community. This is back when doctors made house calls and were obliged to to make sure that the people that they treated were, were okay. Right. And there's many uh, parts where he's, you know, he's kind of touting that power a little bit jokingly, but also not joking. Like, right. So the other thing with, uh, with the mother, um, so a major plot point is Faraday eventually proposes to get married to Caroline (laughs) heirs. And she's, it seemed that was so awkwardly forced. Yeah. It was like watching somebody get marriage raped. Right. <laughs> it was yeah. not. It it was was, like, she, he was like, just marry me. Please, please, can we get married? And she was like, had tears in her eyes. It's like trying to get my wife to watch a scary movie. She's like, ah, I don't want just to Please, so please. It's like, no, actually, it's not anything like that because my wife would never say yes. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, so he proposes to get married, and then when Caroline says, oh, well, we can't live here, he's very like, oh, well, we we, we have to. I had to turn down that other job in London, and she's like, but uh, it was my way out of this horrible house. I need to get out of here. And he's right. like, no, nah, no, nah, man, that's like, why. No, it's okay. She's like, Well, this. also, she's blaming her mother. Like, we can't live here with my mother while we're married. And he says... She'll have to live with it. <laughs> She'll get used to it. <laughs> She'll get used to it or or something. And so there's kind of this threat of the mother being the cause of Faraday and Caroline not being able to live there. And so all of a sudden, when Mrs. Ayers kills yeah. herself, it's like, question mark, question mark, question mark, is this Faraday? And then finally, the very end, might as well spoil the whole thing, um... Caroline um, is investigating some sound in the middle of the night that went bump in the night. And this is after she her mother broke had... off the marriage to Faraday saying, like, I can't, oh, yeah. I can't get married to you. That's right. And then... And he's um, like, we'll sleep on it. Just, yeah, you know, it'll be cool. <laughs> and then she is investigating the sound, and then she's shoved over the balcony on the third floor and falls to her death. And the last thing she says is like something like, Oh, it's you or it's you. Yeah. 
And so she recognizes whoever it is. Whoever is about to push her off of the balcony. Right. And so that's also highly suspect that Faraday is... It could be either... Like, the insinuation that the movie makes the whole time is this is her sister, Suki, who died tragically right. when she was very young. This movie makes a, it makes a hard attempt the whole way through to pin this on the ghost of Suki. Yeah. Or Susan. But it could um, easily be Faraday, except for a couple just actual supernatural things that I can't... I mean, unless he is some kind of magician where he can make uh, scratches appear yeah after but it doesn't say anything about him examining the mom and it's a very interesting movie yeah i mean that's why i'd give it a five instead of a four just because it's like i'm still kind of torn about it and it's well done enough to make me think well i mean i don't know like yeah Yeah. i'm having a good time trying to puzzle it out. right right so anyways it, it all and the very end yeah and then it shows kind of a epilogue where um faraday is in the house after it's even more decrepit and after all the development in the adjoining land that got sold was developed and you see like oh yeah the view is definitely you know kind of ruined from this house and it's completely it's like filled with leaves and yeah stuff is falling apart and he's looking through and the question he asks is like well, what is he still doing hanging around there everyone's dead and like why is why is he even there like he's it shows that this house was really important to him. And then the final shot is like him as a boy at the top of the balcony. Looking down at the body. Looking down. Or at the spot where he right. had pushed. Um, but what, then it's it's like that. What's her name? Caroline. Caroline. Where he. Yeah. It's, it's, it's basically him as a child standing at the third floor looking down at where, where she had just died. Right, but what makes it confusing? What makes it confusing is that it's that decrepit, like leaf-filled. Yeah, so it's the old, old house. It's like now time. It's now. not old time. It's now time, and it's not the time that Caroline got pushed. Right. It's it. So if I if I was to guess what they were trying to say by that is, oh, it's Domnall's character. Um, it's Faraday being jealous. Faraday. Being jealous, the jealousy like of letting, a child. Yeah, having the jealousy of the child push, yeah, his spurned fiance. Yeah, the, that's the, that's what the, the core of of his his inspiration. Yeah, but but then again, just the the mixed message of it's in the old house and it's just him showing in yeah. the flashbacks of when he was a kid. He wasn't at the top of the stairs, so that's got to be meaningful that it's that top balcony. Um, I mean, as we were walking out, David, you were talking about, oh, it's showing that Faraday killed Sookie, right? You remember that? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Because she died that day, yeah. the day that he 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 learned of his love for this house and this life. And she kind of she kind of pissed him off because she blocked his, right. his view of the camera. And, and when he ripped off the acorn, she was like smirking. At she him. was there to witness his mother beating him. <laughs> Slapped the shit out of him. Yeah, dude, he got <laughs> molested with that hand. Like she smacked the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but when I did a little more research on this movie, looked on the Wikipedia page. So it should be worth mentioning. This movie is based off of a novel. Mm hmm. 
and also called the littlest stranger yep okay and apparently from the comments that i've seen it's very true to the novel in terms of the plot and, and reading the wikipedia entry it's it hits all the beats but um what people say is it leaves out a lot of the character development for faraday and a lot of um stuff about his motivations mm-hmm. which is like okay yeah that that is kind of missing i i bet there's a piece missing of giving you a little more clues to that and then that was my immediate thought coming out of this movie was man this would make a spectacular book and right. then you said well it is it's based on a book and i said i'm sure it's much better right because it yeah because it, this is this is book fodder this is right. where it would shine and then the the thing that ruins your theory, I read that the in the book, Sookie dies because of getting, like, dysentery or something. It's like a sickness. She wasn't murdered. She was down with the sickness. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, it could be that same... It could just be the malevolent, childish spirit of, of Faraday, like, inflicting evil upon those who get in his way. Yeah. This right? Is... The same way that that the construction worker was was made ill right there is a couple quotes that kind of point to that i think it's caroline says both of these she says whenever you go away something terrible happens or something horrible yeah. happens and then she also says sometimes i think you want me to be tired and he does because that's that's after she's uh, she's doing she's saying she wants to do something that he doesn't want her to do and he's like you're just tired yeah like, we'll talk about this later and she's like sometimes i think you want me to be tired yeah I'm like hmm yeah. So who would uh who would like this movie? <laughs> I wrote down who would like this movie. Um who would like this movie? The, the Dowager Countess of Downey, Downton Abbey would love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it, but it's funny. <laughs> Why who, I mean just the... like old old people oh, okay. like will like this movie. People that like thoroughly English period pieces would would like this um yeah if you like matlock this isn't this is a a a long version if you like the spooky episodes of quantum leap you'd probably like this movie if you like if you like movies that feel like they're three hours but are only an hour and a half you'd like this movie right this movie felt like it was a million years i I was just like what is and we got out and i was like it's got to be like we went in. What was the time we went in to see it? It was like one, three. Oh, three. three. I thought it was like six. We got out and it's like five. Yeah, it was five o'clock. So, so I mean, we went into the theater at three, and there's probably you know fifteen. It was an hour and a half movie, of, but of it, previews, and then yeah, yeah. I don't know. I didn't think it felt too long because I'm I'm used to like period stuff. I I've got a wife that's into that and. Yeah, it's it's a great period movie. Like I said, it's beautiful. It has amazing everything. Like everything, everything except the it being clear. But I mean, they even go to the trouble of like showing his some of his like patients and what his normal day is, yeah. and like let's go to a party and like all this superfluous stuff that doesn't matter. It's very period feeling. You know, it's it's just like here's a slice of life back then, right. Hear my baby crying in the background. He is a cutie, man. Yeah. He's like a good-looking little man. We went to uh, Mount St. Helens, uh, the Johnson Observatory. Oh, you did? Yesterday. You did? Yeah. Yeah, we went after church, and uh, 
gosh, that's anytime you go out <laughs> with a family with three kids. This is always a fucking nightmare. Oh my gosh. So it's two and a half hour drive or something like that. And it was a miracle that we didn't stop. We just went all the way there, which is amazing with kids. Yeah. Um, got all the way up there and then, you know, spent maybe an hour at the Johnson Observatory. We didn't even go on any hikes. We just looked at the museum. Yeah. There's then, enough to do it just, just at Johnson Ridge Observatory. And uh, I used to work out there. I yeah. used to be trails trails maintenance out, out yeah. in Mount St. Helens for it's, many years. Yeah, it's beautiful. And it's, it's interesting seeing how much has changed since last time I was there. I mean, it's still pretty desolate, but it's really stuff, coming stuff's back. Recovering, yeah, really well. You can see all the way along the the flow that there's some greenery. It's been popping like up in thirty thirty six years, I think, 30, since, since yeah, the explosion. So it was eighty eighty two. Oh, was it eighty? It was eighty. May. Eighty. Okay, so thirty eight. Yeah, yeah. So, um, anyways, we went up there, and and he was like, it was probably the fifth time he was called a Gerber baby. Like he totally is. He's got like the curly hair and chubby face. Yeah, yeah. He looks like a total like miniature version of you. Yeah, just a except with curly hair and like and like hope. (laughs) 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 Joy. No worry in the world. Yeah, in a poopy diaper. Oh man, he's he's he like I such a joy to see him because I walk in the house and his his face just lights up. You know, he's like, oh, he's just happy. Yeah, yeah. So unlike us. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're pretty we're pretty happy. Yeah, I'd say. All right, so that's uh, I think we're wrapped up on on the little stranger. Tell us what you think. If you've seen the movie, I don't know. Did you like it? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the, the more I talk about it, the more I feel like, yeah, maybe it is maybe it is a five or a six, but I don't know. I it's just, not a six, I don't think. Yeah. It does not go above an average. Yeah. I don't think. It's not. I mean, it's, it's slightly interesting. I, I think even the drama could be a little more uh interesting than it was it's weird how entertainment works right because the meg was just a real piece of crap (laughs) as far as as far far as a story goes right right but um the visual especially compared to this yeah you know compared to this the meg had no story at all but it was fun enough you know it was like just eye candy and like corny lines and like china's going to take over the world right and it was entertaining in a totally different way it's already proven itself aggressive towards boats <laughs> um oh man i can't remember any of the funny the funny lines those sharks have no fins <laughs> like okay but but it was as entertaining almost it was about the same level of movie just totally different variety like it's just strange to me how entertainment works on our brains yeah because this this is about at where the meg was but just for totally different reasons all right let's move on do you want to do the commercial but first a word from our sponsor taglines is brought to you by costco taquitos i thought we had more room in the freezer Don't buy your roller food from expensive convenience stores. Buy it in bulk with Costco taquitos. Just shove them in your freezer. You know you'll eat them someday. I gotta practice for when those real sponsors can start rolling in. Yeah, I know, man. (laughs) 
Here's tagline. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's a, I think that's brilliant. I want to pat ourselves on the back for that. Yeah, that's pretty good. I was skeptical, but it's it's good. All right, the little stranger, a spot of fright, a spot of fright. I like that, like a spot of tea. Mm-hmm. There wasn't enough tea in this movie. Normally, British anything is. All about tea references. Hey, can we have some tea now? I sure would like it if someone put on a fresh cup. I'd like a fresh cuppa. Um, can I... W- p- tea! <laughs> Give me more! Like, there was no... <laughs> this is this is David's conception of any British period piece is all tea all the time. It's not my conception. It's just... It just <laughs> is my observation of all British shit is like... Where's the fucking tea? Like, it can all be summed up in, like... Also, did we mention tea? There's just too much tea going on. There wasn't enough tea references in this to be an accurate period piece uh, set in Britain. The only thing to fear is, well, we're working on that. Just hang out a little longer. (laughs) Oop, the end. (laughs) Uh, That was good. The Little Stranger, The Remains of the Day. Uh, <laughs> uh, like, bodily remains of oh. the day. Like a, like a sip oh. of the day, except they're remains. Right. It's a plan. No, it's the great. The title of that movie. I, I have to explain it for it to be funny, but it is funny once I explain it. Now I'm laughing. That's how comedy works. Inside. <sighs> okay, hang on. This, this one requires some inflection. <clears throat> Tom York and Bjork are on a collision course, and the only... <laughs> okay, let's start that again. <laughs> I, lo- I, I love the idea that the, that Dom Hall... Dom Hall looks so much like Tom York to me, it's ridiculous. No way, man. Oh, man, he looks just the same. And the, gr- and the lead actress looks just like Bjork. <laughs> oh, to man. me, they... I was that just like... a bizarre... I could not disagree more. Okay. Well, I mean, Gleason is... your favorite band ever is is Radiohead. Right. But how could you... They're both gingers. They're both British. Tom York is not a ginger. He's he's not not a ginger. He No, he is not a ginger. He... Uh, we'll agree to disagree. Absolutely not. <laughs> I agree to disagree. You know, I mean, this is just one of the... Oh, there's no way to know, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> All right, anyways, we'll accept the premise of your tagline and proceed. Tom York and Bjork are on a collision course, and the only road to redemption is through the house that Hall built. Join us this summer for The Little Stranger. Hall? Wasn't the house named Hall? No, it's called called Hundreds Hall. Hundreds Hall? I thought it was Hall House. No. Ah. So that... It ruined my whole tagline. (laughs) There's many things that ruined that tagline. That was a... (laughs) I will not. I won't stand for these wild allegations. <laughs> All right. Well, let's. Uh, I'll do this one. The little stranger, the heirs and their heirs heirs, the heirs and their heirs heirs. <laughs> so the heirs is the name of the family. This is another one that I need to explain, and it will be funny. The heirs is the name of the family. Heirs, that's as in, right, as in the descendants. Uh huh. Heirs, as in mistakes. Heirs and their heirs. Uh, yeah, okay. all right. that's appropriate response. 
my final one is meh the movie (laughs) (laughs) i've got a couple they are uh, varying quality but maybe one will make you laugh okay the little stranger the snootiest of poltergeists (laughs) (laughs) that one's pretty good (laughs) um these are just kind of uh just english phrases the little the little stranger we'll have no more of that nonsense (laughs) it'd be better if i had a british accent or uh little stranger just dreadful (laughs) yeah 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 okay and the last one the little stranger what's wrong with his face (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah he he had some pretty intense makeup going on yeah it was those are are what one of the things i i want to mention just real quick this movie was the constant promise of something interesting and never a delivery on that promise it yeah. was it was just always like, hey, something interesting is about to happen. How about no? No, not yet. How about n- no? Yeah, even the no. quote unquote sex scene. That was just a blue balls. Was there a sex scene? <laughs> well he starts Was there there was a baby? No, it, it's it's not. It's there not. was a baby? <laughs> <laughs> there was a baby? Yeah, so I mean they're they're coming back, they're a little drunk in the car and and Faraday makes oh. his move and then she's like no. So there's probably like a little third base happening maybe. Yeah, it looked like it. But that was like no, I can't do this. Yeah. So very unrequited love. So now we move to uh from the Facebook. This is an, this is new to me. I I don't know what this segment is. Man, I tell you what, it is hard to get engagement on social media. I now and and it's soul sucking. Like if 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 anybody can can like just humor me while we're making posts on Facebook, Insta, Twitter, uh, it would make it a, a little bit easier or maybe worse. Hey, I man, don't know. I think we've gotten some pretty good engage, engagement. I think we have too. It's just you're always thinking about it. Right. You know? I was talking I was talking to um our mutual friend Eric recently and he was like and he you know they he has a uh, a band and uh, and so they you know they do a lot of social media stuff and he's like oh man it's necessary but it just sucks your soul and I was like yeah that is what it does isn't it because you you're required to to look at social media right. and and a little bit of your soul hinges on it you know hinges on somebody being like hey that was cool yeah and you being like ah give me that those sweet endorphin rush of right yeah somebody liking something that i did okay so let let me uh reboot the uh, intro from the facebook Ooh, the unfriended uh the unfriended uh reverse message the upside down message sound So I just wanted to kind of pull some stuff that we've been doing on the Facebook page. Um, did a couple questions and polls, I guess one of each. <laughs> but sounds like we're really uh, you know, doing it up on Facebook. Anyways, one, after our last episode on the Meg, we posted a question to the Facebook page. What is your favorite movie that uses the ocean or an abyss to inspire dread? Yeah. And we got a lot of responses off of it. Um, Alicia Clausen said open water, which is a great response. Yeah. That was one of the ones that that came immediately to my mind. Scott Allen says finding Nemo. (laughs) 
Garrett, your brother, says Captain Phillips. <laughs> I'm the captain now. Justin going uh, traditional is Jaws. Oh, yeah, man. And he said Deep Blue Sea. And the Sphere. Oh, man, Sphere. I wanted to talk about that. Sphere, that's a great call because... I remember being a, a early teenager when the Sphere came out, and just being that was dreadful to me. Like it inspired terror within me. Yeah, I, I think I read the book before I saw the movie, and I don't remember anything about either one of them. It was it was very claustrophobic. Yeah, and it was like you get near this sphere that's at the they discovered at the bottom of the ocean, and it's all gold. And shit starts apparating, like right. like your worst nightmares yeah. start start coming true. And it was just very. It was it was like Event Horizon, basically, but yeah. underwater, and before. I think it was before Event Horizon. Right. Last response was from Evan, reading the nine hours on the Hobbit box set. That isn't. That is a truly yeah. dreadful feeling. Talking about the runtime. Yeah, looking oh. at the runtime for the Hobbit. Oof. Yeah. I I only have seen I think I saw the first one and the second one the one that ended with smog I didn't see the last one I think I only saw the first one I mean I like love the, Lord of the Rings obviously the quality and dropped off so much in the Hobbit between Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit I wonder why I mean I guess well, it's because I, they tried to split it up into make it make it three three hour long movies No I know why because I saw the behind the scenes stuff they gave um, Peter Jackson no time for preparation like they were building really? they were building the train tracks as the train was speeding down the track that's they were, very interesting and there was like vignettes of them shooting battle sequences when they didn't even know what was supposed to happen in the battle sequence they just had a bunch of people with swords like fighting each other to get shots and wow. eventually they just i think andy circus the guy that plays golem was directing them and eventually he's like, uh, let's just stop, guys. We don't know what's going on. And then they take like a month-long hiatus to even just figure out what's... That's very what interesting. Is. So so given that, <laughs> they're spectacular. Right. Well, that really puts it into context because, because you know, I mean, we, the, the obvious comparison is you go, Lord of the Rings, Hobbit. Right. Look at this one. Look at that. Look at that one. One of the best trilogies ever made, probably the best trilogy ever made, Lord of the Rings. By um, I don't know. What what could beat it? I mean Star Wars. Oh, okay. Yes, true. But right right next to it. Right. right next to Star Wars stands Lord of the Rings. Right. As far as fantasy, I mean there's not even there hasn't even been a film that was successful in the fantasy genre in movies that can compare to Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I can't. I can't really think of one. Yeah. But when you so when you set the Hobbit next to Lord of the Rings, you go, oh, yeah. ew. But when you consider that it was a that I didn't know that you know it was such a train wreck of a of a production, <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. And then the the other thing we had on our Facebook page is we posted a poll of slashers or found footage. Which do you like more? Which do you like more? Dead Heat, fifty percent and fifty percent on each of them. I'm interested to hear from the people who like slashers more. I get it. Like, I, I like slashers okay. I think it might be a generational thing. It might be. I mean, b b but but if that were so, like, I would be a, of the slasher category, right? But I'm very much the found footage guy. Um, yeah. 
I mean, I think we both voted for found footage because yeah. I think that's what we're into. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard I to think, say. I, got, I don't see any obvious lines to to draw from who responded. Now, there's some interesting stuff about uh, about both that kind of cross over. So, like for example, I'm thinking of like Halloween, right? So Halloween kind of introduced the first person perspective camera behind the mask. You know, mm. it's like a, it's like it, which is essentially that's like found footage way before found footage. It's not footage being found but it, it's shot in the same way it's a lurking and uh and, but you're put in a perspective of like the killer and then you get to watch him perpetrate these horrible crimes against against you know his family and friends and stuff like that and then there's also aspects of that that inspire dread in, in found footage that are make you feel that kind of that same sense of like dr- dreadful helplessness where mm-hmm. because the camera will be like stationary and you'll you know you'll see somebody walking up behind somebody else and there's nothing you can do it's just right that kind just of just wait thing. for it yeah yeah it's that kind of thing so yeah. i get it yeah yeah um but yeah that's interesting 50 50 so anyways that was from the facebook uh last off just wanted to cover some horror movie news uh upcoming movies this week the nun is coming out we'll be seeing that and doing another episode next wednesday will be the release um i just want to say the trailer for the nun has the most effective jump scare i've ever seen yeah i i know it i've seen it five times times. yeah in the in the theater i'll jump every time like I know exactly what's happening, and even this last time, it still got me. Yeah, <laughs> every time it works. Yeah, I, I, I don't necessarily jump, but it alarms me. Right, I go ooh, yeah, ooh. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Overlord is another trailer in the movie. From what I can gather, it's a movie about a drug that makes you arch your back. Yeah, um, it's a it's a it's a Nazi killing movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Nazi super army movie. It looked like Wolfenstein the movie to me. Right. Uh, the first time I saw the trailer for Hellfest was at the Little Stranger. Have you seen trailer yeah, I've before? Seen, yeah, oh, I've yeah. seen that trailer before. It's like a pretty generic slasher. Yeah. Set in a really scary haunted house. No, unlike a theme park haunted, unlike yeah. a haunted theme park. Well, they got like the haunted houses where it's you know your generic haunted house that maybe like a high school could make, but now they have these extreme like 90s you know starting with the letter x extreme haunted house where it's an experience and they will literally like dunk your head in water and do shit to you that will actually make you start wondering if you should have done this yeah like yeah like horror like uh like um haunted houses that make you like that that yeah advertise on the radio and tell you you it's uh, an experience so terrifying you need to sign a waiver yeah so it's it's jumping on that train uh the predator comes out in two weeks and so excited for the predator yeah the predator is david's favorite franchise i love it other than i don't know what do you like more predator alien and i mean they're the i mean of they're of the same variety i like alien more i'd say i love the i love the universe like i love the comics i love the movies i love prometheus i love all of it it's all 
it's the best yeah. for me. So the the thing that I'm 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 not super interested in Predator. I think the Predator movies that I've seen is probably most of the original because I watched it with my brother when I was a kid. Um I saw Alien versus Predator, which is one of the worst Ooh. movies I've ever seen. Ooh. And then this one I'm excited about because it's written I think it's written and directed by Shane Black. Did you see Predators? <clears throat> the no. most recent one with uh Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. Yeah, uh, that one was pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Shane Black, he was actually in the original Predators, and he apparently punched up the script of the original Predator. Oh. Yeah. Okay, cool. And so um, Shane Black is the guy that does a lot of buddy cop movies and is the best at it. So he did Lethal Weapon. And he did uh, The Good Guys most recently, which I loved. I love The Good Guys. I did not like The Good Guys. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> that was great. That makes it... So he's done a couple Donald Glover Don, Donald Glover movies then. Because he must have he got his hands on Predator 2. Yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. But... Predator 2 was one of these, like... It was, like... It was made naughty to me because I watched it as a kid and mm-hmm. there was a lot of, there was like nudity and mm-hmm. drugs and like extreme gore. You know, there was like a, you know, the predator like pulled a spinal cord and skull out of a dude's body. And so it was well, I thought so, they did that in the first one too. Um, no, I don't think so. I don't recall. Don't it's, the... it's there. To, it's basically predator. The predators do that. That is their deal. They right. they pull your skull and your spinal column out. So right. it, it probably you're probably right. But so yeah, I think Shane Black on the first one wasn't even really credited, but he was like he definitely his hands were on that script to punch mm. it up a little. Mm. Like any of the kind of sarcastic stuff that's that sells the ridiculous lines, um, uh, probably had Shane Black okay writing it. So I think I think that that is uh I'm very hopeful for that movie. Um just as a public service, <laughs> I looked at what's arriving on Netflix and Amazon Prime this month on Netflix. Uh you might be interested in King Kong. The uh, one with Jack Black. Uh-huh. Uh Texas Chainsaw Massacre the beginning, September 17th The Witch, which is if you have not seen it, see it. It's Fabulous. One of the greatest movies I've ever watched. I mean, if you're looking for a period piece horror movie... Watch The Witch. I I don't think there's anything better than The Witch. Yeah. Just impressive. The guy used the actual transcripts of court records to write the script. So it's so close to the the language. Yeah. Yeah. Witch trials. Yeah. Um, Amazon Prime this month. Poltergeist 2, The Other Side. <laughs> Still haven't seen that one. You haven't seen Poltergeist 2? No, I've only seen the first one. I'm not a fan. I like Poltergeist. I mean, I like anything Spielberg. Like, everybody. I everybody can't, likes I can't not hate Spielberg. I just... Uh... Um, Pumpkinhead 1 and 2 Ooh. will be on Amazon Prime. Blood Wings. <laughs> uh, the Amityville Horror, the, the original 19, 1979 version. And at the very end of the month, Jigsaw. If you're into that, I like the Amity, Amityville Horror. It's one of those ones, kind of like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, that is more made more alarming by the fact that it feels gross. You know, it just feels dirty. 
and uh, and the quality of the film feels dirty, and you feel dirty. Like the subject matter just ugh, it yeah. just makes you feel gross, and it works very well. See, I thought you, I thought you abstain from any torture porn movies. What you? Did you just say you didn't like it or you, that you did like it? Amityville Horror? Oh, I thought you were talking about Jigsaw. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Yeah, I haven't. I don't. I, don't, I didn't. I mean, I watched the first Saw, and, and I think I watched one or two of the others. But for the most part, yeah, I, I don't get off on on uh, on that stuff. I don't like uh, violence for violence's sake, to like just to watch it gore. And then the last bit um, it sounds like A Quiet Place is getting a sequel. Ooh. Should be released in 2020. I would like them to do a sequel where it's just John Krasinski kicking Quiet Place monster ass, just like taking out a shotgun, like with his little. Uh, <laughs> with his, wait, does John Krasinski survive? No, in that movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So I guess it's Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt kicking monster ass, just a shotgun and a and a. Uh, earpiece the best <laughs> whatever, thing whatever makes that sound the best thing they could do for this movie is treat it the way the cloverfield creators have treated cloverfield in my opinion it's like an anthology movie that's yeah slightly related. change change the format you know first cloverfield was found footage uh the second uh was 10th cloverfield lane and it was not found footage it was a legit uh film right uh, that was had john goodman doing like the the scariest interpretation of a of a um prepper that you've ever <laughs> ever seen um and 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 they the way they dance around the kind of oops the way they dance around the subject matter of the thing you're supposed to be scared of and they never let it really get in frame too much and they never explain too much yeah that would be the best thing they could do for a quiet place, I think. Yeah, I think. I mean, personally, I think they should just leave it. Just, just leave it. It's a great one-off movie. Quiet place two. Quiet place two. Loud, much louder than the first. Yeah. That that was a great movie because because of watching it in a theater full of people, including yeah. a bunch of rowdy teenagers who yeah. went dead silent. Yeah. For the movie. I mean, why would now that I think of it, why wouldn't the government just like put a big loud loudspeaker in a uh, mall parking lot and just have them all attack you know put it behind a wall make it make it like a like oh yeah there's people inside this it seems like an and easy all problem the, to solve all the uh, monsters come and attack and then just bomb it like yeah i'm pretty sure bomb would blow up the monster right yeah yes yeah i don't know Anyways. I mean, if if it didn't blow it up, it's certainly <clears throat> definite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, can you hear me that. now? <laughs> oh, that's a good name. The quiet place, a quiet place too. Can you hear me now? There you go. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, you got anything? <laughs> it else? would be like the quiet place too, and then the tagline is just popcorn crunching sounds. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Put it away. All right, that's it for this episode. Thanks again for listening. Uh, please share the podcast with a friend if you got anyone that you go see horror movies with or if you're not into this kind of stuff and you're just being friendly and nice to us because you know us, 
Share it with someone that you do know watches horror movies. Uh, we love feedback. Let us know how we're doing. If there's anything you'd like to hear about on our Facebook or in our post comments, um, you can see uh, previous episodes on HorrorMovieTalk.com. Subscribe to us and rate us on iTunes. Special thanks to... I'm going to say Mark. Mark. For giving us feedback on you know what he wants to hear about the, the ratings. Awesome. Yeah. All right. I'm Bryce. I'm and, David. And this was Horror, Horror Movie, Movie Talk. Talk. Hooray! <laughs>